this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host. I'm Andy. I'm a real tall lady, and I'm Evan. I'm a couple of real tall, weird-looking men, and I'm Ronnie. I never am prepared for these. I really should. Anyway, continue. As you can tell by those introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss one-season television shows. We are currently covering Batman Beyond's Thundercats. The, Sorry, the Thundercats with the, the dude from Batman Beyond. Uh, he's also Eric from Boy Meets World. Um, but before we get into that, I have a bit for us. What's the bit? 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 If you could turn one of your pets into a Thundercat, (laughs) what would you and your, your new friend do? Did you just come up with this on the spot? Absolutely not. I put a lot of work into this. Doesn't Ronnie not have any pets? Ronnie's had a pet sometime in his life. I've had a pet sometime in my life. Um, do you, are also, we talking? Ronnie has a baby, which is basically a pet. Yeah. Ronnie, if you could oh, turn wow. your human baby into a thundercat, if I could turn my human baby. <laughs> what would you do? I know <laughs> nothing about children. I don't know if that was just like offensive. If it was, I'm to sorry. To a lot of people, it probably would be. But I, I think Ronnie knows what you mean. I think changing my baby into a thundercat—that's fine. They're just they're humanoid cat people. Um, comparing my baby to a pet—that's that's where people might say, "Hmm, I don't know." Uh, not me though. Uh, love my uh, good good. I go up to Lila every morning and I say, Um, because that's how they learn to talk, pets. Um, are we talking like, like the anthropomorphic humanoid cat folks? Are we talking like Snarf? Because Snarf is basically already a pet. Yeah, Snarf is, Snarf is a pet. Snarf is not a, a person, so... Um, it would be one of the, the people Thundercats. People animals. Uh, I want to point out that in this set of episodes, we got a ton of other, like, types of anthropomorphic animal people. Like, a lot. So... There was um, a sharkman, there was an elephant, there were lots of elephant men. Don't hesitate to, like, pick a, an anthropomorphic animal that's not a cat, I would say. I think that's Mm -hmm. more fun. I think Ronnie has to go first, being that you only have one creature to whom you could subject this. Again, I think people would take issue with calling my child a creature, but... People people are creatures. (laughs) We we crawl upon our bellies. Ronnie has had pets, he said. (laughs) So if you want to pick like your pet turtle from third grade and just hang out with a TMNT, go for it. I would I would go ahead and pick uh my good good friend uh hermit crab. Uh <laughs> do not know if that hermit crab had a name. I don't know if I had time to give that hermit crab a name because hermit crab uh escaped from hermit crab jail very <laughs> quickly. Uh, did you hermit- f- did it escape escape or did you find it dead? 
we never found it. Um, and so maybe that's what I want is I just want it to be big and vocal. So like I can go back to my parents' house and they'd be like, there's all of a sudden a huge, huge crab man here. And I'll be like, Hermie, finally. Um, there's a hermit crab in the IDW comics uh, for TMNT. And I love him very much. Hermit crabs are fun. I don't understand yeah. what they are and why their lives are so expendable on the on the Jersey boardwalk, but um Yeah. You're right and you should say it. <laughs> which uh Evan, which 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 pet of yours throughout time and space would you turn into a Thundercat person? And what adventures would you go on? The obvious answer is Axel, but then I think I might have to date Axel. You could date Axel. <laughs> that's a, that's, date that's Axel a power dynamic situation going on there. <laughs> Look, Axel and I are tight, okay? Axel and I snuggle every night. Uh, Axel and I we snuggle just... every night. Hmm? We snuggle every night. I know, but in this, you, I, I'm not going to turn you into an anthropomorphic cat. Well, person. no, I'm not your pet. <laughs> this is what, I, like, you're you're trying to edge in on, like, well, no, I'm talk just, about I'm me just saying you can talk date, about me. No, and, I'm saying you can still date me and Axel. You already snuggle us both every night. I yes, I know, but I'm saying the reason I would have to add Axel to our polycule if he were a <laughs> an anthropomorphic, you know, catman, catman who could speak and you know use language and currency and sign checks and things, <laughs> um, is because like. He already like has seen so much. <laughs> he's he's been very close to us for many. This is true. Many scenarios in our many lives. scenarios. Axel has witnessed, and also like he like we're we're buddies. Axel and I have a bond. We've been together through some shit that I've seen in my life. So, so besides dating him, would you go on an adventure together? Sure. Um, Would you go find the Book of Omens? He loves being outside, so I feel like if he were sentient and, like, could understand that, like, cars were dangerous to him and stuff, we would have to go, like, climb a mountain Mm. or something. You know, we'd have to go, uh, we'd have to conquer something together. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Wouldn't any cat, like, gaining sentience and being able to, like, do all the things that a cat thinks it's want to do, get like five minutes into it and be like, I'm tired. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. It's probably also true. But it's relatable. Like, I, w- I was going to say, like, to be fair, every five minutes, I'm like, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and yet I soldier on. So the cat just has to be a part of just has to become a cog in the capitalist machine. This just is like humanity, the rest cat. of us. This is the you you've gained like a longer life mm-hmm. and so much more understanding of the world and how it works, but it's a curse is what it is. Welcome you've to been... society. Every day is a living hell, but there's <laughs> coffee sometimes. So I think What do you think, Andy? I think I would pick my pet rabbit, Peter. From when I was a wee a wee child. Did you name this rabbit? I don't remember. That's a basic name for a rabbit. Yeah, it is a basic, Mad basic, basic name for a rabbit. But in the dead of winter, we went to see 
a special closed screening of Kirk Cameron's hit film, Left Behind. Mm. And when we came home, Peter had frozen to death. What? Oh, no. Yeah. It was very upsetting. Your bunny so, straight up got raptured after you saw Left Behind? <laughs> yeah. Had a, was he outside? Yeah, he had like an outside pen that like he like lived in. Uh, and we would bring him in in the winter. And I guess like my parents forgot or I don't know. I don't know what the happened. The draw of Kirk Cameron was so, was so powerful. This was my first experience with death that I remember. Uh, so I would resurrect Peter and we would go get our revenge on, um, I don't know, like focus on the family films. <laughs> and that would be our adventure. Would your rabbit be a samurai in this scenario? <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't know if you're referencing um, the samurai rabbit from TMNT or the samurai rabbit from Thundercats. The one from Thundercats, okay. obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah. Peter, Peter would become uh, a, a samurai. And I think he'd be kind of like rabbit magneto hmm and he'd be like uh out for out for revenge for all mutant rabbits but then there's like a good rabbit who's like uh, no magneto is the good rabbit no okay fair <laughs> fair you know what i'm not even finished my point because that is the most valid thing that's ever been said i yeah. i stand corrected um but yeah we'd we'd uh what are, I don't even remember the, the name of the, the movie company, but yeah, we would go get our revenge uh, for Fireproof and God, I had to sit through so many screenings of Fireproof um, um, and the facing the, the giants. I was about to say the fucking giant football movie. Yeah. God. So bad. Yeah, uh, we, we and like the problem is every time I, I had to watch one of those movies, I would think about my my rabbit so yeah me and me and peter would 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 be out for for sweet sweet justice you'd have like a regular uh, this is this is some uh, uh 19s 1900s theater uh you'd have a regular harvey situation going on just a big old life-size rabbit that's that's uh, a little bit creepy but always there it's yeah, literally we, the scene in Donnie Darko where he's like I, hanging out with the with dead rabbit. You oh, hate Donnie it? Darko. Yeah. Yeah. I have extreme opinions on Donnie Darko. Did you not know about Andy's? This was like one of the one of the first things you told me when we started dating is like, I hate Donnie Darko. Don't ever speak to me about Donnie Darko. Don't acknowledge the existence of Donnie Darko. If you have friends who like Donnie Darko. I mean, I feel like I have a bad impression of Donnie Darko because it's a bad movie. But also maybe you've all also told me this, Andy, and it's just colored my opinion of the movie. I have I have extreme opinions about Donnie Darko. Uh, I I once told someone like we can't be friends because they were like, I favorite movie is Donnie Darko. And I was like, I don't like you. <laughs> I think that's valid, though. What kind yeah. of a oh, person? Yeah, it's a bad movie. Like I can say, hey, Donnie Darko, this is a good movie. I don't I don't believe that, but I can say that to like be the kind of person where Donnie Darko is your favorite movie. That's 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 a relationship you don't need to be a part of. If if you listen to this podcast and Donnie Darko is your favorite movie. Delete every episode off your off your listening <laughs> device and never download another one because um, I don't want you. I don't want I don't want your downloads. I don't want your listens. 
All right, okay. I'm going to bite my tongue because I want to say more things about you, proverbial listener, if Donnie Darko is your favorite movie, but I won't. Uh, I'm going to keep things civil. I do love I how we double it. down on alienating the audience whenever we get the opportunity. There's always that's, a part of me that's, that's like... That's my shtick. That's the character I, know, I, I play. know, but there's always a part of me that's like, oh, uh, but if you're a fan and you like, it's, you're, it's probably fine. <laughs> and then he's just like, if you are a fan of Donnie Darko no, and also just, our podcast, just, you're a liar a because favorite. you're not actually a fan of our podcast. Pick a better favorite movie. Truly, it's, truly. I don't have any strong opinions about Donnie Darko. Um, it's just not good. Like it, I didn't get it, and I... I am pretty convinced that it's because it didn't make sense. I think, I'm, but here's the thing, Evan. I think you got it. Like, that's what I'm saying. You, like, <laughs> there's nothing more than what you watched. Like, it's all there. The fact that they got uh, the money to make a sequel is buck fucking wild to me. Um, Cult following, I guess. Without without going into my full Donnie Darko rant, because I need at least four drinks in me to, like, explain. Oh, to that's do the that. next drunk ending pending. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's just going to be me screaming at Donnie Darko fans. Um, although, maybe that is good content. What do I know? Uh, but Donnie Darko is a shit-ass movie. The, like, Jake Gyllenhaal, like... Oh, I'm stopping myself. I'm far <laughs> enough removed from Donnie Darko that I don't think about it every day and get angry. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not angry right now. I used to get angry when people brought up Donnie Darko. Mm, but just when you think you're out, Donnie Darko pulls you back in. Oh, goodness. It's a bad movie. Hey, anyway. Evan. Yeah. Hey, Evan, we watched uh, five episodes of a TV show that doesn't feature Jake Gyllenhaal or <laughs> Donnie Darko, but it does feature a... Uh, creepy uh rabbit mm. who he's not might... creepy he's a little creepy he's on a vengeance quest he gives me a weird vibe i will say there's definitely a weird vibe a weird vibe that i don't dislike uh, we'll talk about it he's we'll got a huckleberry it. finn vibe he's got like a piece of straw mm. and he's like because he's on a fence mm. <laughs> um we watched five episodes tell us about these five episodes of thundercats 2011 evan Sure. Um, there's there's a lot. Um, so, episode six, Journey to the Tower of Omens. So, they're wandering around in the woods. They don't know where the Tower of Omens is. They're like, doopy doopy doo. What are we supposed to do? We can't find this thing. We were on this whole quest to find this thing, and we have no idea where it is. Uh, and then uh, Snarf knocks some shit over, knocks uh, some branches down and knocks some fruit out of some trees and they find this weird puzzle temple uh they work their way through the puzzle temple up at the top it's mumra he's the villain he becomes muscular and they fight with him of course the girl character chitara gets knocked down or something and lion is like ah they defeat mumra but I don't think they fully get rid of him. His like soul escapes or something like that. He's like not he's not fully destroyed. They 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 pre-boss fight fight him and he goes, ah! and then you know they get the book of omens. They're like, yes, we've succ- succeeded. And Lionel opens it and he's like, oh shit, it's blank. There's nothing in this. Is it a fake? What's going on? Uh, episode seven is called Legacy, and this is really wild. Okay, so like I said, they this mentor character, this older cat character, who was I think like a captive of Mumra. His soul is like trapped in a lantern, and he explains to Lionel like the book is both magic and its technology, and in it is 
the true history of all of the things that have ever happened. And you can, uh, like, project yourself into it Assassin's Creed style and watch history happen. Not like somebody wrote down the history, but somehow this book is, like, recording the real shit that really happened in history. So you, you relive it like in Assassin's Creed, like your yeah. choices affect the scenario as it's playing out. So it was some sort of test. Lino like projects his consciousness into his ancestor, Leo. And Leo is a cat from the far distant, the ancient past. And it turns out that the cats were part of a society that I think like existed completely on like this uh like spaceship like um um Valerian style you know like there's just a whole like society that exists in this spaceship and the cats used to work for Mumra and they were his like slavers uh, like his lackeys and they would like take other anthropomorphic animal people races hostage presumably from other planets i think is what like they were going around like just building this workforce of slaves to do mumra's bidding and leo lionel's ancestor and his girlfriend uh panthera wasn't there already a panther one but i think just, her, just super tall lady yeah uh and his girlfriend they uh, conspire with, like, a jackal guy and, like, a dinosaur guy. And they, like, lead a, a slave revolt and take over the spaceship. And then, you know, in the process, the, the ship is damaged and it starts to, like, hurtle towards the surface of this planet. And, like... That's the planet they're on now. They all came from space. It's wild. Uh, yeah, so, like, enough enough people, like, survive the, the spaceship crash that they start, like, civilization over with all of these other animal races on this new planet. And I guess nobody, like, remembers this clearly. I guess nobody, I guess nobody, nobody knows that this happened. I guess it was, like, so long ago that nobody has, like, good enough records. Very wild, very weird episode. Um, then the next one, episode eight, is has totally nothing to do with that at all. Um, so they, they take the Book of Omens, and they go, and they, uh, the, the, why does the, th why does the tank explode? It was damaged a few episodes ago. Okay. Um, so, tank explodes, uh, Lionel has to, like, go to a nearby town to, like, get camping supplies and shit, because they're kind of, like, stranded out here. And it's, a like, a like an anime town. Everybody's... Th their only currency is how cool your sword is. <laughs> Thankfully, of course, Lionel has the coolest sword, because it's, like, magic and shit. So everyone's like, go and prove how cool your sword is, and then we'll decide if we respect you or not, and then you can buy stuff. And also, I think they give you money if you have the coolest sword. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, like, slices a rock in half, and you're, they're like, dope, you absolutely have the coolest sword. <laughs> we, we, here's some money 
for your sword and um you can leave whenever you want this is fine uh and then he runs into this purple man who's like you have a cool cool sword um i will duel you for your sword and for some reason lino agrees to this uh he's like yeah sure whatever i'm the best i have the coolest sword and he loses and he loses his sword and he's like oh no now what am i gonna do i like a dummy in spite of having everything i needed lost my sword in an honor duel to this purple man and so he meets this rabbit uh who is a drifter by which i mean he literally is like lighter than air and just like drifts around and he's like oh shame you had hubris and also shame you don't know a very famous sword maker <laughs> that's me i'm the famous sword maker and also i'm gonna teach you about humility and swordsmanship so uh he tells lino a story about how he also had hubris once and lost a sword to the this guy who just they call the duelist this purple man and he's like i'm gonna make you a sword and you're gonna take these lessons i have taught you and you're gonna go fight the duelist and you're gonna get your sword back it's gonna be dope uh yeah so predictably of course like you know he he wins he gets a sword back um and then oh he gets all the swords back and the the rabbit man is like don't worry i'll return these or whatever bye um and that's it that's that whole episode episode 9 is um uh magnificent magnificent 7 episode every animated show has a magnificent magnificent 7 episode slash seven samurai or whatever there's a town they're being uh, attacked by slavers and they're like help us protect our town and um the gang helps them protect their town that's it um did we watch episode 10 are we on 10 yeah okay this is the thing with the, the elephants oh the elephants yes 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 okay so they go to this uh, temple where they meet a bunch of elephant people who are, I don't know, I get weird racial vibes from these elephants. Anyway, all of these elephants. They're, uh, they're Indian. Yeah, they yeah. are. They're clearly meant to be Indian, and it's a, a little, it's there's not some, uh, there's def for sure some stereotyping happening there. Um, anyway, these uh, elephant people are just like chilling in their temple they're having a chill time they're like oh we collect the harvest every year do 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 these like insects come and like steal most of their food and lino and tigra and chitara are like what the heck we have to save all your food from these insects and the elephants are very chill and unconcerned about it and they're like we gotta kill all these insects and save your food and they're like I don't know, like, they, yeah, they steal food and stuff, but we still have enough to get by, so really it's fine, and they were like, no, this is an injustice, and we're heroes, and we're gonna go save your food from these bugs who stole all your food. Um, so they go and attack the bugs, and what this does is, uh, like, disrupts the ecosystem and I don't what I don't know what the causal chain is, but it causes a giant monster. Their to pop buzzing out of the kept the giant monster asleep because it's the music that then puts him back to sleep. And oh, him. Okay. 
Um, yeah, so uh, getting rid of these bugs disrupts the ecosystem. This is a um, this is a episode about the environment and how all creatures are important or something. I don't know. Yeah, so this giant creature comes out of the earth and they have to fight it. And the the elephants like play their their snoots, their trunk horns, and it puts the monster back to sleep. And everyone has learned a valuable lesson today about not being greedy and also uh, not disrupting the balance of the environment. Also, maybe asking people if they want your help. Yeah, that that too. Or listening when they say they do not want your help. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it. That's it. We watched five of those episodes, all five of them, every single one that Evan described. We watched them, and you know I gotta ask you, hey, Andy. That's me. That's you. Oh, these five episodes of 2011's Batman's Beyond Thundercats, uh, <laughs> did they work for you? Thunder, thunder, thunder. thunder yeah, thunder. they're fun. Dope. Dope, sight dope, dope. beyond sight. Sight beyond sight. Hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These five episodes of Thundercats 2011 featuring Matt Mercer. <laughs> Do they work for you? Um, More of a mixed bag, I would say. But overall, I'm still on board. So... Yeah, yeah, they worked. They worked just fine for me, Ronnie. They worked just fine. Uh, hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Did these five episodes of Thundercats, Batman Beyond Thundercats? <laughs> I'm sorry. You want to try again? Let's no, no. Just, just continue. <laughs> Ronnie will edit it. Work. Sure, I'm sure he won't. For you. Do do. Yup, they did. I'm with Evan. There were definitely some episodes that felt a little bit like I think I said last time that the uh, best part of a 26 episode series is that you can kind of really live in different kind of villages, live in different worlds without it having to be like huge, huge percentages of the screen time. But that also means that there's guaranteed to be a higher percentage uh, or same percentage, but just a higher number of just clunkers. Uh, definitely felt that a little bit in these five, but I'm on board. I still, I am still enjoying it. It's working for me. Yeah. So let's, let's jump right in and talk about what is working for us about this show, Thundercats. So the two Gavroches have both contributed to the plot now, which yeah. I really liked. Uh, Boy Gavroche is a rogue. And has some pickpocketing skills and girl Gavroche is a uh, a bard and was like do, 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 some like bardic inspiration shit and like she fixed the problem in episode 10 so I'm happy that like more people on the squad are are contributing who have so far done nothing yeah I agree I liked the thing uh, so in the puzzle temple where they encountered Mumra uh, there was this room full of keys. It was basically that one puzzle from the first Harry Potter book. Sure. Where there's the room full of keys and they got to try to figure out which key is which. And Chitara just like, the keys are like hanging from the ceiling on fishing line. And Chitara just is like, well, I guess it's just going to take a million years to try all these fucking keys. And uh, so she just grabs one and sticks it in the lock and the floor 
disintegrates basically. And uh, the little boy cat, he's like, yeah, why, why did you do that? I can pick locks. And he just like picks the lock and gets them in. And I'm like, well done kid. Well yeah. done. It was, it was a great little like character moment for him. Also, he's very small, so they were, like, hanging by their fingertips from the ledge, and he just, like, climbed up their bodies and, like, picked the lock and, like, fixed everything. Well, he's a cat, you know? Cats are nimble and then curious. Um, <laughs> I uh, continue to love the whole naming convention of everything that's going on here, because... Yes. Not only do we have the Book of Omens and the Sword of Omens, we have to travel to the Tower of Omens. And I just imagine, like, in my big cat, cat, Thundercat mobile, Panthro just pulls up to the, to the, uh, Omen Burger and just like, I'll have one burger of omens with a side <laughs> of fries of omens and one milkshake of omens. I'll have um, a thunder shake. I'll have a thunder that. shake of omens. It's just real easy to write fanfic in this world because everything is just, ooh, well, that's the chalice of omens. And, and the naming convention of everything is like thunder this, thunder that, or yeah. whatever the cat is with mm-hmm. a Eo mm-hmm. or an Aya or whatever. Yep. They got to yep. run out of names real fast. There's got to be more than one panther person. And so far we have Panthero and Panthera. Those are the masculine and feminine panther names. There's That's a, all you got. There's a Jaga. Jaga is the mentor cleric. Yeah, like Jaguar. Yeah. 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 There's, there's, At a certain point, they just, it just gets like, like XX, XX lion underscore 420 uh, less than <laughs> three hearts. Yeah. The real uh, Dritt Stoward and underscore 69. <laughs> um, what else? There's, there's good stuff in these episodes. I liked the duelist as a villain because um, mm-hmm. he is inherently not evil. Like, I know he's portrayed as this really nefarious bad guy, but he's not going around forcing people to fight him and he doesn't kill anyone. He's like, law- he's lawful evil. I don't even know if he's necessarily evil. Like, he's a bit of a a a, a, a jerk, but like, I think he might be lawful neutral. Like he's just looking out for himself. He's not like helping the baddies. He's a man who loves swords. Yeah. He just knows mm-hmm. what he's about and he's real good at it. Um, I just thought he was a nice change of pace for a one episode villain. Yep. Um, I also liked his coat. That's good. A nice, coat. He had a nice jacket. Uh, I also am always here for a magnificent seven episode. I know it's like a worn out trope. But, like, I love that movie. I grew up on that movie. Uh, It holds a special place in my heart. And, like, I loved it in Clone Wars. I loved it in The Mandalorian. uh, And I loved it here. It was fun. The the pandas, robot, ball, or people were (laughs) weird. It was a weird-ass episode, but it was The Magnificent Seven, and I was here for it. To, to, To go back, um... There's so much like um, we we can like harp on this a little bit, but I did go back and watch some of 1984, 85. I don't know of original Thundercats and like 
there is like nothing in these episodes that there's not a new idea under the Thundercat sun, basically. Like the <laughs> Are these all retreads? The burbles are definitely there. Um the sight beyonds the lip like the the magic girl like transformation for, for Lion O is I like I told you that was an eighties thing. <laughs> it, I know, but it is like a shot for shot, just like completely down to the sword movements and stuff like that. Um, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying like these burbles feel weird and like a strange addition, but they are straight out of uh, of 1980. Uh, that I'm glad you brought that up though, because uh, Matthew Mercer heard we were doing this on Ending Pending, and he tweeted out that uh, both versions of Thundercats were being brought to Hulu. I think on Hulu, yeah. And so if- I think last week we said like pirate that shit, pirate that shit, pirate mm-hmm. that shit, but uh. It's it's available legally now. So they heard us. They heard us. And, yeah. well, I mean, let's say this. It's always been available legally. It's just required uh, commerce. It's just required yeah. a transaction Currency. to be made. Uh, a, a, a transaction that I did indeed make. And I'm kind of miffed that a week later it's available for really? free on Hulu. Ronnie, you should have just pirated it. No, I, 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 I am glad. There's girl website where it's I free. Am, I don't, don't want to visit the, the big titted anime girl website. Um, I am glad to have given, and I assume it, it funneled directly to him. I am glad to have given my money to Matthew Mercer before, before, uh, this all went on Hulu. Um, but if you're looking for a show to jump on with, we should mention that this is a good time to do it. Yeah. There's all I mean, kinds it's of fun buzz. too. Um, it's silly. Like it's, and it's got issues, but it's fun. Yeah. I had two things that I like. I, I was very into, I was momentarily confused, but uh, very fascinated by this like time travel Assassin's Creed spaceship mm. thing. Very interesting. Very interesting world building. I'm sure there's some kind of something to do where they were like, we got to be able to spell sell spaceship toys. You know, <laughs> I'm sure there's some contrived reason it was in there. But man, it sure was an original idea. So. Well, like, you talking I, about how they were grabbing all these like. Uh, different animals from different planets made me like it it has kind of like evil noah's ark vibes of like uh-huh. like uh, through all of the disaster that happened here they all land on third earth and and the new civilization is built yeah also it uh definitely had some voltron vibes and i love mm-hmm. a voltron legendary defender uh like the new the the updated voltron show i love it I enjoyed it very much. I mm. watched all of it. And just like the weird animal aliens on a spaceship in the future past, strange technology, like definitely gave me some Voltron vibes. Um, also, like the magic and technology thing, that's something yep. that carries over into Voltron. Uh, very cool. So nostalgic for Voltron. I also loved uh Tigra's very sexual whip that he had. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I don't know what it is, but Tigra has got this very like this very sexy thing he does. I want to point he... out that it's it's just a regular whip. It's not like a cat of nine tails like BDSM whip. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it's like a it's like a you know, Indiana an, Jones. it's an anime version of a bullwhip. Yeah. You know, it's like a long, yeah. slender thing, and he does this little like flip thing with it. it it's good. We've said that Lino has a Sailor Moon transformation sequence, but Tigra with this whip 
it goes into slow motion and it whips around like Sailor Moon's ribbons when she uh. transforms. It feels very like cheerleader-esque or uh, like if you went to a Pentecostal church and you had like ribbon dancers or flag wavers. It feels like <laughs> that, but sexy. Because you, you know? all... <laughs> There's definitely ribbon wavers. That's like an Olympic event. It's not just at Pentecostal churches. <laughs> Look... Ronnie, my expertise goes Listen, so deep. I know, I know. You have uh, a, a I, wide I variety gonna, of experience to pull from. I was going to say, if you've watched Yu Yu Hakusho, it's Kurama from Yu Yu Hakusho, like the rose whip thing that he does. His whole, like, sort of, like, effeminate, like, graceful whip thing. That's the thing. Right. Yeah, if, it's it's very it's very sexy, but badass if, too. If, mm-hmm. if you intend to check this show out and i think you should um in my search for um thundercats uh 1980 something i found thundercats roar which is kind of like a teen titans go-esque show um kind of like takes a kind of a, a dramatic gritty thing and makes it real silly um which i like uh i enjoy that um and they're like introducing all the characters and they when they introduce Tigra, they just say, Tigra, this is Tigra. He's a tiger. And he's got a whip with a couple of balls on the end. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sums it up pretty well. He can yeah. turn invisible, too. He just turns invisible sometimes. Can he? Yeah. He, he turned invisible did, when he was yeah. fighting Mumra. Why doesn't he use this power more often? Why doesn't he use this for stealth reasons? I think Kim said it's part of his whip, but they have not explained... No, there's a lot of stuff they haven't explained. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I think they're just kind of banking on you, uh, you knowing it already. (laughs) Um, I liked to 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 double back to um the Drifter in episode eight in the Magnificent. No, that's not the Magnificent Seven episode. uh, To the Drifter just in like the the Teach Humility episode with the Duelist. The Drifter had like a really like Alice in Wonderland vibe to me that I dug. He did, yeah. Like a, like a combo of like the Cheshire Cat and the Caterpillar of just like doling out wisdom, but just being like super nonchalant and, and laissez-faire about it. Like I, I definitely, I dug it. And then like towards the end, he becomes more of like a serious character. And I was like, uh, but then right at the end, he it, like it's revealed that he made a sword for Lion-O that he knew was going to break and be bad. And he's just like, yep, I knew. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, the line about it took me years to make the super special magical sword that the villains like defeated me and took. Mm-hmm. I built your sword in a few hours. Uh, like, of course, it was shit was very yeah. funny to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, it didn't really seem like there was a plan behind that other than he just hoped Lino would figure it out. And like that just like. That kind of just like nonchalant, like, eh, I don't care. You know, it was, you might it, die. It's fine. It was very predictable that he was the sword maker, like yeah. called that right away. Uh, I did not see the sword breaking and then the bullshit of like, oh, yeah, like I knew it was a crappy sword. Like mm-hmm. I built it mm-hmm. in an afternoon. I didn't see that coming either. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I, I like the burbles. I, I enjoyed the burbles. I did have to turn on subtitles for the burbles. The burbles um, were weird. Yeah. Not uh, bad, but they were weird. Right at the beginning, it, there's a great like little bit where like 
they're all standing around and the burbles are like, we're burbles. And someone's like, gerbils? And the burbles are like, burbles. And someone's like, furbles? And they're like, burbles. <laughs> it just kept on. It was just like the deadpan humor of just correcting them over and over again was very good. Also, there was very good. Um, I got some big uh, Chewbacca Porg energy from Panthro and, and the burbles. Um, mm -hmm. Just like a real like camaraderie that like started out as like hostile and but the but the end they're they're best friends and it's and it's good times all funs. Uh, I liked the the big tall girl cat with Leo. Oh, yeah, I was she was bring that up too. She was a phenomenal character. She was more competent than Leo was, and also I just loved that he was enamored with her like they were dating and she was literally twice his height it was great <laughs> <laughs> she was huge and he was just like this little cat man and he was like staring adoringly up at her all the time when we were watching it uh and we've been watching this with housemate kim uh brought up the the three of us were kind of talking about how it fell into the trope of the much more com uh, like competent and powerful woman having to uh, coach a shitty man-child hero through it. And um, while we were having that discussion, I said, well, it might be that Leo was actually a very competent leader, but Lino is playing, like, play-acting the memories, and Lino is kind of incompetent and out of his depth here. So it... it might not be as shitty a use of that trope as um it felt like uh on first on first watch but uh i feel like i should still bring it up because it's a it's a frustrated it is a frustrating trope and this uh got awfully close to it it was also good like we we give shows a lot of shit for like you know ham fisting uh different plot elements in and like over expository dialogue and stuff like that and while this is a basically a flashback which is like the most expository like you know thing you can do it didn't feel that way and we learned about like these basically like infinity stones without it being like and there's also the infinity stones you need to like it's it just like it was a, a it was a surprise to Lion-O, which made it a surprise to us. And like now it's like a part of their quest, a part of their journey that is not like, you know, handed down through the generations like. My are we doing negatives because I have a big issue with this episode. I just wanted to say that I, I, I was jamming to the orchestral tracks at the end of episode seven. It, I, I don't wow. often pick up on music because it's all it all sounds exactly the same like any of uh, cinematic music of the, of the modern day. But I was like, this is, this is what's up as they were pulling up on third, third earth. It was like, all right. All right. I was, I was jamming out to the music in episode 10 with the, the elephant mm, band and yeah. uh girl got Roche. Good music. Good music on this show. Uh, negatives for the Assassin's Creed episode. Um, Lion-O defeats Mumra pretty much single-handedly at Mumra's most powerful in this past vision. And I feel like watching Lion-O win, and like, win pretty easily, 
removes any sort of tension from Mumra being the main antagonist moving forward. Um, we were talking, Kim and I were talking about how they should just leave Mumra dead from when they defeated him in episode six and have Clancy Brown be the main villain, uh, because one Clancy Brown and two Lion-O has like more emotional stakes with Clancy Brown. Like he was a Thundercat who betrayed and like killed his dad and like there, there's way more stakes there than there are like emotional stakes than there are with Mumra. But seeing Lion-O like no sweat defeat super powerful young Mumra kind of removes any sort of stakes in the present now. Yeah, I had said that I was sort of hoping that, I mean, obviously we can tell that with a, a name like Mumra, that was a villain from the 80s cartoon. I was kind of hoping that they do an homage, you know, they'd they'd have the the big bad in the new show and like have a story arc and dispatch him and then move on to like new original content, you know, use the same Thundercat setting, same characters and just transition them into something new that the 80s show didn't do. But yeah, Sabertooth Tiger should be the main villain. This is this is Groon. Groon. Is that his name? Yeah, that we're, okay. we we yeah. remarked on his name several times last time because he's the only one without a cat name. That's how you know he's bad. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm a little like, I'm a little sick of Mumra. I'm a little sick of the, you know, the thing of omens and the other thing of omens and the new MacGuffin and the other MacGuffin. I did feel like Mumra was much scarier when he was like just like a bag of bones, like when he became like. A beefy winged boy. I was like, <laughs> eh, yeah. Eh, I've I seen it. He's he's like much more frightening when he is just like, you know, real clearly ancient. And... Yeah, and has like the machinations behind everything and can outsmart you. But like, clearly, like that's the thing. Like, I, I agree with you, Andy. It was kind of it was kind of especially because it was, um, like you said, Lionel just defeating him when he was his strongest. But also, the whole episode was about uniting all of these animal groups and these and these and these species together and i was like i am so on board with like this plot of like all of the animals coming together to take down mamra because we've seen the animals kind of be at odds with each other i love like this past where it was like no it started out as such a good a good uh, unifying thing and then to just have lion be like whoop de doop he's gone like it was it just like sell, sold the whole episode short a little bit. Um, oh yeah, if he had defeated Mumra with the army at his back, right, right, and it wasn't this. Oh, Lino beat him by himself in the past, right. but like, no, he had an army, and now mm-hmm. he's alone in the present, and that's what's the challenge. Yeah, that would have been real cool, Ronnie. I agree. There's also this this like bugged me because there's like this really rousing speech by Lino at the end. He kind of gets on on the on the you know loudspeaker system and is like you know you know you haven't trusted cats in the past but I'm here to tell you that we are heading for a future that is better where we can trust each other and work together like are you with me and I was like that's a great speech except that we know that like 
in Lionel's past. The cats are about to subjugate you. The cats are still like you're still. Uh, it's we're still headed for a, f- a future where cat people are evil colonialists and and y'all are still subjugated. So about that. And Lionel, you know that. Like you are yeah. very aware of that. Um, it was just. It was like mm, interesting. I not to keep shooting on Lionel, but I'm going to. No, nah, um, he sucks. I'm just kidding. He doesn't suck. He, <laughs> he is the driving cause of multiple problems that the gang then has to like deal with. Whether it is him like recklessly gambling these sort of omens away solely for pride. Like, he he won the first contest, he got all the supplies he could ever need, he's headed back, and then the duelist is like, I want to duel you for the sword. And Lionel's like, why would I do that? That's dumb. Like, I'm leaving, goodbye. And the duelist is like, your father was a twerp. And Lino is like, <laughs> what you say, motherfucker? Hold, hold me back, hold me back, hold me back. And there's no one to hold him back. So like, <laughs> and it, it's like Lino, like he's he's just very clearly baiting you, my my guy. And it's very immature to fall for that bait. And he does, and he loses the sword. Um, and then the second problem he causes is Evan mentioned uh, that it was the party that went to the bees. It was only Lionel. Lionel just goes off by himself and murders all of these bees without any of the squad knowing. And he gets back and the squad's like, where you been? And he's like, oh, I, I'm a big damn hero. I saved the day. I killed all the bees. And then the elephants are like, oh, fuck. There's now a rock kaiju. Like, you idiot. And Lionel's like, I didn't know about the rock kaiju. It's like, yeah, well, you didn't fucking ask. Like... <laughs> Oh, man. Like, dude just needs to, like, take a chill pill, calm the fuck down. It is hard to relate to him when he is causing all of his own problems. Yeah. It does not make him a very, like, good protagonist or king. Put Tigra in charge. Yeah. The the king's dead. We can do whatever we want now. I mean, your whole civilization is gone. I mean, I want he, you to become more competent, but Tigra could just be in charge. He's got this sexy whip. Do a yep. temporary thing, like Aqualad, till Robin is ready on Young Justice. Aqualad's like, I'll lead, but once you're ready, Robin, you should be the leader. Do also, Tigra, Tigra doesn't say whiskers every episode. It still just is so <laughs> out of place and bugs me so much. Ugh. Ugh. Um, yeah, it, it, similar to that. They finally have the Book of Omens at the end of chapter, end of episode six, and the end, beginning of episode seven was them on the roof of the temple just trying to figure this thing out. And someone says, Don't break the Book of Omens, Lionel. And Lionel's like, I won't. And I really wanted there to be like an always sunny title card that pops up that says, The one <laughs> where Lionel breaks, breaks the Book of, Book of Omens, Omens because he immediately does it. Lionel, don't trade your sword away. <laughs> I won't. Lionel trades his sword away. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Book of Omens. They say in here, the Book of Omens is more powerful than the Sword of Omens. And he's just like flinging it around. Chucking uh, it. Chucking it. Book of Omens. What the fuck is, is this thing? Yeah, it's super powerful. Having having power isn't hard when you have a library card of omens, is what they say. Hmm. 
So, uh, y'all, Evan, in your intro, you talked about Big Tall Lady, which was Panthera. I guess that's what we're mm-hmm. deciding who that was. Um, in episode nine, in, in the in the Burbles episode, some of the henchmen of this like guy who was like taking the Burbles slaves are just these like large troll looking, but they just look like not very attractive men like they're just humans and i'm just so curious as to where they fit into all of this i think they said they were trolls did they say they were trolls yeah i believe the word troll was used i uh i kind of zoned out for the burbles episode i'm not gonna lie (laughs) Uh, i didn't i didn't like i've seen this premise so often that i know that andy loves it but i'm just a little sick of it robot professor eggman slaver too like where did he come from yeah yeah there was just it's just like some like are these humans are these what has become of humans on third earth also why the fuck did they let that guy go like right he was a real bad dude. Yeah. Who has been presumably doing this for a while to the Burbles, and they did not, like, track down the other ones that were captured and sold into slavery. So that I thought is about also that, down. too. At the end of the episode, they're like, I don't think he'll be coming back anymore. And it's like, what the fuck do you know? You're leaving tomorrow. You're never coming back and meeting any of these people. He'll be back in a week. Also, like, the Magnificent Seven, they... They kill the guy at the end. Sure, like, you gotta. Yeah, and uh, in in Star Wars, at the very least, they like deal with the problem in a much more permanent way. Uh, this one, like, yeah, that dude like did not really face any sort of consequences, mm-mm, mm-mm. and especially because it's all based on like like. It's one thing to terrorize for like, oh, I just want to be a bad guy, or I need like this food, like. He was terrorizing so that he could put the burbles in shackles and sell them. Uh, capitalism is a hell of a drug. He will be back no matter what the damage will be to him in the yeah. long run. Yeah, they did not. They did not solve that problem. Nope. 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 Um. Yeah, but I think that I think that's all I got. I love Tigra. Tigra's great. Nothing but good things to say about uh, about Tigra. Tigra and Chitara could use more screen time. I think mm-hmm. uh, Lino and Panthro have been have been hogging it a bit. Yeah. Uh, so they hopefully all- we'll get some some more episodes with them. Also, negative wise, they are definitely heading for a, th- a love triangle thing. Like like it is it is so yeah. there. It's not here yet. It's not here yet, so I'm not going to hold it against them, but eventually it's going to come, and I'm going to hold it against them. Yeah. I smell it. I smell it coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's 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 blatant. Um, but, yeah. It's so good. It's a fun show to watch. Yeah. I've had to, like, re-watch some episodes because I'm... It is not a, uh, a indictment on this show... I am just very sleepy because my uh, my pet creature, what are we calling her? Your um, human she, child. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't sleep super well, so I'm up late. And uh, it's it's been like a comforting spot where I can just like rest and hang out with my friends, the Thundercats. So I've had to like 
rewind episodes and watch them again, and I have not minded that. It's been it's been okay. Love that for you, Ronnie. Yeah. You get to hang out with Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer and Ryder Strong. No, that's Sean from Boy Meets World. Eric the brother. Eric Matthews. Eric the brother. I'm who was leading this I'm show. Him up. Uh, we've watched now 10 episodes of uh, Thundercats 2011, parenthetically. Uh, hey, Evan. Yeah. The whole Wiley Dell. The whole Wilford Dell. There it is. Thank you. Um, see, I see the name Wilford Dell and I know exactly who that is, but the, yeah. the recall is just not there. Terry um, McGinnis. Yes. Um, the whole Wiley Kitten Caboodle. Uh, is it working for you? Yeah. I like it. It's fun. Hey, Andy. Me? Yeah. Me. Andy. I'm Andy. I've decided Andy. Yes. Uh, the the whole thing, the whole dig dang thing. It's it's a fun show. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Is uh all ten episodes, two chunks, or two chunks of Thundercats working for you? There's two chunks. And I got two thumbs way up for those two chunks. I'm enjoying it. It's a fun time. Uh, and I don't feel like there's certain things like like the love triangle that I'm like not looking forward to. I don't feel an impending doom about it getting much worse. Like I do with many other shows. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. nice. To, it's nice to be actually even be it possibly in that place of like uh, could get bad, though, instead of us being like. Gosh, I hope this gets better. Gosh, yeah. I hope we get to the end and there's something salvageable here. We were so hard early on with shows in the days of ending pending, whereas now, like, my only, like, rule for is a show bad is, like, am I dreading watching right. it? Right, <laughs> And I'm not dreading watching this, so it's a good show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. feel like uh, if we looked back at some other shows that maybe we eviscerated, that we would be a bit kinder to them now. Uh, after some of the schlag we have had to like trek through for this do you think, podcast, do you think you'd be kinder to selfie? Uh, may, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Who can say? I uh, can recently say? went back and listened to a few of our older episodes because I was like, "Hey, I wonder if those were good." And uh, we we were still pretty funny. We were mm-hmm. still pretty fun. It, the episode number one, it's funny because we were uh, like trying to sound so put together. <laughs> like we were all like controlling our volume so as not to like cause audio peaks. And we were all like trying to articulate ourselves really clearly to sound like professionals, you know. Um, and now we're just like, Yo, fuck this show. <laughs> fuck this fucking show. All, like, <laughs> we have gone fully feral. Yeah, yeah. Now we just don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I routinely, like, will be washing dishes and an old ending penny will come up on my playlist and I can't change it very easily because my hands are soapy and I'll just, I'll listen and I'll, 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 I'll enjoy it. I mean, I like listening to myself talk, so that that's, you know, that's my thing. But also, it's a funny time. 
Always a funny time. That's a good good uh, time to tell you that you should go back and listen to old episodes of Ending Penning. Maybe you want to hear about a uh, uh, selfie or the, the River Donnelly's. The, the River was great. Or, or the Dresden Files show, which I was surprised by how we were we went pretty easy on that show in the beginning. Did we? We did. Uh, yeah, like I was like, I don't know, it's kind of fun, it's kind of all right, and then yeah. it tanked real quick after yeah. that. I I completely disagree with Andy's point. I think we would have eviscerated every show that we've watched <laughs> before now. Maybe. Uh. Maybe. I think you guys were too hard on certain shows and that if we went back now, you'd be like, you know what? It's pretty good. Are you just talking about Black Donnelly's? And the river. And the river. You guys hated yeah. the river and the river was great. Evan didn't I, hate the river as much as I Blackthorn. did. I didn't hate it. I think it had flaws. Maybe. Flaw, flaws that Andy was not ready to like. Andy's like, wait, what kind of podcast are we doing? Is this we're doing a flaws podcast? I thought we were just gushing over media that Andy liked. No? Yeah, that's what this show is. <laughs> what you want it to be. Everyone agrees with Andy. <laughs> I'm very sensitive. Agreement with Andy pending. You're great, Andy. You're great. Uh, you can uh, tell Andy how how great they are uh, by following us on Twitter. Follow us at PendingPod. Follow us on Facebook at PendingPod. Follow us on Instagram at EndingPending. Send us an email uh, just buttering us up and telling us how great things are. We got a recent a, a, a email recently. Let me, uh, let me bring that up real quick. Gasp. Did they say nice things? I think so. Catching up on the show. Just finished listening to Powerless. And uh, Andy, you might be interested in this, as I was. Uh, we might have to give it some breathing room for another animated show. They recommended TMNT, The Next Mutation. Ooh. It's a 26-episode show from 97 based off the 90s live-action movies. And I think this is where uh, um, Venus, Demi- Venus Demilo comes in. The yeah. secret fifth oh. Ninja Turtle. Oh, I know, I know about this show. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, so, we, so this is not even a. This is no, not this even is animated, live is it? This is live what? action, and it it is what? it is uh, it is it is bad. It is very very bad. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know if we can if we can survive through twenty six episodes of it, bad. It caused um, the creators to not talk for like twenty something years. They had a huge falling out after this happened. And the one uh, like swore up and down that there would uh, never, ever be a girl turtle uh, ever again. Because um, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Which is like real <laughs> shitty. Uh, but yeah, we I mean, maybe when we're ready for for a doozy, we can tackle yeah. the next mutation. <laughs> it's uh, it is notorious, though, in yeah. Turtles fandom. Thank you, thank you, Dallas, for that suggestion. Uh, we will, uh, we will, we will, we will do our due diligence, and we will, we will check it out. I am, I am, I did not realize that it was a one season show, and now I, I have like heard of it, and now I'm dying to dive in. And you know what? I'll, I'll say this: I have not watched it start to finish. I've seen like bits and pieces, and I've, uh, I've listened to other people kind of like break it down and and what it's about. Uh, I believe Movie Bob did a, a thing about it. 
But maybe it's uh, maybe it's not as bad as other people say. Maybe it's good turtle fun, which, you it's, know, I'm always here for the turtles. I mean, it's on Netflix. They don't just put anything on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? That's the Dallas says so. Oh, Dallas. Dallas, <laughs> don't tempt me, Dallas. <laughs> oh, thank you, Dallas, for emailing in. Again, you want to email us, you can email us. Pendingpod at gmail.com. Uh, convince us to watch uh, turtle-based shows from 1997. Watch, watch this show, and you'll you'll be like God. You'll know the difference between good and evil. And uh, that reminds me also again to mention: if you are want to watch along with us, get on the cultural consciousness conversation and and check out uh, Thundercats on Hulu for free. Also, I can't believe an entire city emailed us. That's dope. <laughs> Collectively, they all they all voted on their favorite podcast uh, or, to uh, to send an email to uh, and a real, uh, a real ass cowboy emailed us a Dallas yeah, cowboy a Dallas cowboy and it's America's uh, football team America's football team yeah um you know you see th- this is why we go to you on sports Andy yep uh what do we say at the end of these episodes <sighs> I'm tired you're tired. <laughs> That's what we say when we finish we recording. Say, yeah, Andy, 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 sleepy. Andy, sleepy. <laughs> Andy, sleepy. I'm just a little bean. I'm just a little bean. Let me go to bed. Uh, good night, Andy. Oh, good night.